Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Be a Lion podcast. I am so excited for today's guest. This woman has a special place in my heart and it's because she has been such a huge part of my personal and professional transformation. Olivia Holiday was my first spiritual mentor and really showed me the ropes in this industry um, as a healing practitioner. And she has truly helped me come home to myself and come home to my heart. It's actually hard for me to record this introduction because I think that she introduces herself with her energy and I don't really know how I can put that into words, but she's a lover, she's a listener, she's a teacher. She's truly somebody that walks the walk and talks the talk and is the personification of love. <laughs> um, you know, her and I could really jam out for hours, so it was hard to cut this to an hour because we are friends and it's just that easy breezy kind of conversation where we see eye to eye with a lot of things, but we also um, open each other up to a lot of things as well. And... Olivia's really helped me heal my relationship with women. Um, she's shown me there's a different way to being in relationship and all kinds of relationships. And really brings the humanness to spirituality that I think um, some spiritual circles lack. Or at least um, we don't believe that there's <laughs> humanness there. So I truly enjoyed this conversation and every conversation that her and I have had. Um, and it probably seems like I'm just gushing over her, but quite honestly, I just, I'm, I feel very fortunate to have her in my life as a mentor, but also as a friend and her medicine is very potent. So if you feel inclined to work with her in any capacity or be a part of her offerings, I highly recommend it. Um, she's, she's just really special. So and we're all special, every single one of us, and she's a mirror for that. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Olivia Holiday. place to start from yeah, what happens great. when you think something is happening that's not happening <laughs> you guys we've been recording for the last 20 minutes in talking about some real shit and I just realized that the microphone was on mute so <laughs> you know and that is something that you have taught me as well. <laughs> roll with the punches like whenever I was running late to something or somebody was running late you're like spirit time not meant to happen spirit and it's, time it's just yeah and that's one of those things it's like spirits like yo Spirit time is the best time. It is the best time. It just allows for you to roll with the energy and not put these like human linear constraints on something. I I think for sure. And I think that it's actually 
I think people in our industry, you know, we get a little eye roll sometime, like using phrases like that, like spirit time or like, you know, it's not really in alignment right now. We just sort of this whole thing happens and, and that's fine. And that's just like a funny thing, like tongue in cheek. But in reality, the conversation of moving with the energetics of things, that's what really matters. That's what really, really matters. And it's, it's, you know, to the point of some of the things we were saying a moment ago of like you can't force yourself to be somewhere before you're ready. Right. I mean, you can, but it's real painful in that way. It's, um, it gets in the way it gets tight. It gets, you know, restrictive. Um, and doing the work to operate from a more energetic place. That is the sweet spot. That really is what changes the game in a lot of ways. Yeah. And how has that changed the game for you or for clients or just what you've witnessed? Like, have you noticed yourself going through a character arc of like forcing and pushing versus soft and slow? And, and, you know, as we were talking about with medicine wheel, Mm -hmm. there is a time and a place. Yeah. Okay. So I, that's, so I think that we are all born into that character of pushing and forcing. Yes. I feel like that's generally <laughs> what pushing and forcing your way out of. The out, yes. I mean, literally that's how it starts, you know? Um, and even, you know, to, to backtrack from that, um, that's a thing that when it comes to birth, um, our body for, as a woman, my body is made to deliver a human. Like it's made to do that job. Um, and I don't, my only experience is having children, you know, naturally and going through that process. So I don't, I can't speak to anything else. But what I can say is that when it's time to fucking push, you can't stop that shit. Like your body is like, this is what's happening now. <laughs> like off we go. So the, the teaching behind that or the medicine in that metaphor is that when energy needs to move, it will move and we can't stop it. Uh, We can attempt to, we can try, um, but that never works. And so, you know, to your question of, you know, it being a game changer and what in the way, what, in what ways has it changed the game? um, It has forced me to look at myself. It has forced me to investigate what definitions I have around the woman that I am, around the being that I am. And for the most part, I am a being that really flows. Mm. Um, I hate to be rushed. I hate to be forced. (laughs) I hate, like, I have a visceral response to things like being tight and like fast paced. Um, And so I grew up my whole life feeling like that must mean that there's something wrong with me because everyone Mm. around me wants more, wants quicker, wants better, wants faster. Um, and I can't not feel things, Teresa. I I can't not. Um, it's actually when I withhold my feelings, uh, my emotions, which is, you know, just the energy in motion. That's what our emotions are. When I withhold the way that that energy wants to be in motion, in no small sense of the word, do, do I, do I kill myself? Like I, I, it's so detrimental to my spirit. Um, and I don't think I'm unique in that. I think every single human being on this planet has that experience, whether they're conscious of it or not, that might be a different conversation, but, um, not moving with the energetics of our world, uh, whether it's just our internal world in our body or our external world 
in our home space, in our job, in our, you know, country, whatever, however far out you want to zoom, um, not moving with the energetics is um, <clears throat> problematic. And if you were to have changed the way that you operate in your internal compass guides you to homogenize with the world and mm. be like everybody else, <laughs> then you wouldn't be offering like the magic and the gifts that you offer to the world. Because when I'm teaching human design and I'm teaching about gate two, which is all about <laughs> going with the flow and trusting the universe yeah. and listening to energy and receptivity. Yeah. You're the archetype that I tell people about. Yeah. I tell the story of you closing your studio and oh. I'm like, this is when there's a time to act, there's a time to act and you feel, you feel it. You feel that push of energy, yeah. but when there's a time to go slow and it, it's just, re- it's following the energy. Yeah. That's all it is. And it's such a good story that really like embodies that energy. And that's what you're here to offer the world. Yeah. You're here to get people to tune into energetics, have relationships with different things yeah. and be able to hear what is unheard and see what is un- like what you can't see. Yeah. You know, that was a, that was a year ago. Wow. It was a year ago. Cause what, uh, what is today that today is March 9th? Yeah. Nicole, when was our, when was the, when was the, cer- the, what am I trying to say? The full moon ceremony? At Sesh. At Sesh, yeah. It was the 10th or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it was full a circle. full circle. It was a year ago that I taught about that, you know, the spring winds and it's like time for change and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the studio, yeah, I she was whispering in my ear for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um and then in and, and yeah, it just became so big, like the 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 whisper became so big and it became so palpable in my body that I I couldn't ignore it and and um you know, all all that we need to do as humans is like opt into that. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as I asked the question, you know, in a very, you know, human way of, I need to talk to my landlord and say, hey, I might want to break my lease, which I was thinking maybe in a couple months, you know, so I do that human action based on an energetic listening. Mm -hmm. And then it just, it just was done. It was done in four days. We were out. Out. It was a Wednesday and we were out by Sunday. (laughs) And I was just like, damn. Yeah. But like, and I think that we've all had experiences like that where, when something, again, to the, the birth, like when it's time to push, you can't stop it. And if something's going to leave you or if something's falling through your fingers, you let it fall. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. How has your work changed since you stopped working consciously with <laughs> the studio energy of that community and changed into having people into your home and working virtually mm. and being more of like a content creator and mm. like how have you shifted in this last year since you made that decision that is such a rad question so the first thing that comes to mind is the fact that <clears throat> I did not realize that I was using the studio as a buffer between me as the one with the medicine and the outside world Ugh talk about human attachments and like, you know, restraints in my brain, the way that the thought process went was, oh, well, I have these four walls. Therefore, I'm official. Therefore, I'm valuable. Therefore, here's my offering is the studio. When in reality, I am the offering. Mm -hmm. I am the medicine. I am the artist. I am the piece. I am the work. And so it really kind of ripped off the band-aid where I was, my first thought was, oh my God, am I going to be enough? Mm-hmm. I had put all my focus on the physical building as the, you know, 
valuable component, then now I'm like, well, now here I am. It's just me. <laughs> am I going to be enough? Mm. Um, so that's one thing that, that definitely came up and I had to spend some time working through for sure. Um, another thing that comes up in response to your question is that was how I was taught was by going into my teacher's homes. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've had the privilege of studying with a variety of different medicine men and, and medicine women and priestesses and shamans. And they always just welcomed me into their home. And I would sit, like I still to this day go to my um, grandma's house um, <laughs> uh, to Navajo Diné grandmothers that have so beautifully and wonderfully and lovingly always welcomed me into their home. And I just go sit at their kitchen table and they, you know, there's, I don't go to a quote unquote class. We just talk, we share our heart space and they give me wisdom and guidance and they teach me through, you know, their love for me. So that's always what I was taught. That's how I was taught. Um, which aligned perfectly to how I always felt, which was in love with everything all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so like in love with everything all, all the time. time. I love love. I say that all the time. Love was my first love. And you're like on your gravestone. A hundred percent. Yes, please. <laughs> like, like I just we have a heart shaped gravestone. Yeah. All the time, all the time. And, you know, to the earlier conversation, like, I felt like there must be something wrong with me because I'm in love with everything all the time. And, you know, so to have teachers that taught me through their love and then to have the studio, you know, not taken away, but she like, I always spoke about the studio as an entity all its own because it very much was. But for her to kind of like dip out and be like, here you go, baby girl. It's just you now. Um it just, it, it made perfect sense. It matched up and, and really it, it was an invitation to double down. It was an invitation to double down on myself, on my work, on what has been asked of me in this lifetime. Um, and I'm just happy to say that I keep saying yes and it keeps working. Yeah. Yeah. What has been asked of you in this lifetime? Jesus. (laughs) I heard that, Nicole. You hear her little laugh. She's like, "Hmm." Oh gosh, what has been asked of me of this in this lifetime? Oh god, do you role? know that that makes me so emotional? <laughs> I, I literally sat back in my chair like, like I can't. I need some more defenses. Here. Here. <laughs> like I need an ounce of tequila. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, gosh, you know, <clears throat> I believe that what has been asked of me in this lifetime is to teach people how to love, uh, to remind them. And, and let me just be real specific to teach is to demonstrate. Mm -hmm. So I don't know anything that you don't already know, but because I am so engaged and so unavoidably in it by default, it's going to happen when you're around me, Mm -hmm. I'm going to demonstrate to you what unconditional love actually looks like, sounds like, tastes like, smells like, feels like through my existence. Um, I'm here to demonstrate and remind and teach people that energetics is what we are made up of. And so therefore it's really the only language we speak. So I'm, I'm teaching you a new language. And uh, I'm here to represent and demonstrate 
new ways of being in relationship and, and new ways of engaging in conscious leadership that is based in love and heart space mm. in a way that's not like, ugh. what I'm going to say is like the, the green juice drinking love only thing. Yes, I believe in only love and like I cry and I yell and I get mad at people and like, I, you know, it's an integration thing. So it's not, you know, there's a lot of places that we are headed as a people um, as a, as a human consciousness. Um, and we're not quote unquote there yet, so to speak, at least not on this plane or this dimension, but opening people up to non-attachment and being in relationship with all aspects of yourself, whether in this dimension or in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, however far up you want to go, understanding yourself as an energetic being and the fluidity and mobility that comes with that. Um, and the fact that to me, love is the avenue and the vehicle for that. That's what I've been asked to do. And so that's what I'm doing. Wow. You're such a wordsmith. <laughs> really. I, and that's, that's what I was talking about in the first version of this podcast. It <laughs> did get recorded, but I, I told Olivia, you know, I was, I'm so happy that she was my first spiritual mentor mm-hmm. because, that is truly what she's done for me is like mirrored back to me, my own heart. Mm -hmm. And that it's so important just to come back to your heart, which is a phrase that I feel like we hear a lot in spiritual. It's super watered down. It's, but people don't really understand what it means. And that's what I really appreciate about your your teachings Mm -hmm. because you walk the walk, Mm -hmm. you talk the talk and then you walk the walk. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's this really wonderful thing to witness, but also engage with and be a part of, um, where you're seeing somebody who understands these esoteric concepts and understands energy and can speak this language, but then also is so rooted in her humanness and actually shows you, okay, well, what does that look like in my physical reality? What is loving myself or loving others or being in relationship with other Mm -hmm. things and people and being in relationship with myself? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Because all of it's happening at the same time. Right. We are in that non-form, high-frequency space, and we're here in this room having this conversation, looking at each other in a human form. All of it is happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. And the amount of freedom and fulfillment and nourishment and belonging that comes from that awareness, that's what everyone's on the hustle for. It's what everyone's so hungry for. Yes. A hundred percent. And that's what people don't realize is already within them. Mm-hmm. And we're seeking and we're searching and we're trying to find these things outside of us. And that's why we go through these many awakenings. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have like maybe your first spiritual awakening where you realize everything's energy and yeah. that we're not really taught everything that there is to know. And you start being open to the things that you cannot see and the things that you cannot hear in the physical world. And you start learning to read energy but then you keep awakening yeah, after yes. that. And it's like spirit knocks you on your ass and you get up again. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's the hero's journey, yeah. you know, coming back around and back around and always starting over as the fool mm. and always being able to have that fresh perspective. And that's what continues to humble me on this journey mm-hmm. is like anytime my head gets a little big and I think I'm starting to understand some shit mm. and I'm starting, I'd be knowing shit. Mm-hmm. The universe is like, don't, 
don't know as much as you think you know. <laughs> and, like, and you know what you know. And I know what I know. Like, you know, when we put the work in, when we invest and commit and devote to things you also absolutely have the right to hold that space and hold it with confidence and hold it with reverence for yourself and the effort that it does take to peel off the layers of self and to do that inner work. So again, we're dealing with this experience of, I don't know shit. And also I'm kind of the shit. (laughs) It's both. And it's both. That's why I'm always like, and And? every day of the week. So this and that always. And it's like a constant ebb and flow. And Mm -hmm. one of the, like, one of my favorite phrases that I've heard you say is, like, after expansion comes contraction. Yeah. And it's just this constant back and forth of expanding and then contracting. Yeah. Yeah. We're always moving. Everything is always moving. Um, You know, the planets are orbiting, you know, our lungs are inhaling and exhaling. Like, everything is constantly moving. And it's supposed to. So... For us as humans to attempt to always like affix to a thing, um, as as soon as you as soon as you think you got it, it's already shape shifting, you know. And that's even that's not just a metaphysical spiritual conversation. That's legit a physics conversation. The activity of a thing changes in your attempt to observe it. Mm-hmm. So so that's that. So you know what I mean. So it's like that becomes the conundrum of the human experience of we keep trying to get a grasp on something, but the thing that we're trying to get a grasp on is ourselves. And we're constantly evolving based on what we learned from the last time we tried to grasp ourselves. Yeah. So it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. It's like trying to hold sand in your hands. Yeah. Like it's going to fall through your fingers. Mm-hmm. It's, it's shapeless. It's formless. Mm-hmm. And the experience of feeling the sand fall through your fingers, mm-hmm. the experience of being frustrated because you can't hold on to that damn sand, mm-hmm. the feeling of resilience when you try and try again to hold on to the sand, like all of that is the experience of existence. Yeah. And like, that's it. Yeah. Something that I've kind of been exploring and teaching lately is um, this notion of the background energy that's existing, that it's kind of like the program that we're all opted into right now Mm -hmm. is shifting from left brain oriented Mm. to right brain oriented. And this is something that human design talks about a lot, but it's, it's like supposedly in 2027, we're going to go through this huge shift. And of yeah. course, it's not going to happen like that. It's going to be something that is an unraveling. And, and but it's something that we can all feel right yep. now. Yep. And it's something that I think 2020 brought to, like, that's why 2020 brought a lot of us to our knees yeah. is because we, we've set up this world of structure and logistics and strategy and you know like lists and it's just very like left brain oriented which has a function and Mm -hmm. has a purpose and Mm -hmm. thank god for it but also we're all needing to be more slow with ourselves be more in allowance of things and feel into energy because once this shift really does start to happen and and it's it's rolling down the hill right now like it's gaining momentum Mm -hmm. people aren't gonna be able to hide from their emotions yeah and hide from the fact that we are energy yeah yeah that's really for me the truest representation or explanation of those slogans of like the future is female Mm -hmm. that's what that really means because the the right brain like holistic 
non-linear thing, that's the feminine expression. And, you know, we're not talking about gender, any of that stuff. We're talking about just the, the energetics, the expression of a masculine energy and the expression of a feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and feminine energy is, is, it's the void almost. It's where anything is possible. Um, and so then we employ our masculine energy after we've sat in this feminine space of emotion, um, this feminine space of possibility. And as I said, like the void, one of my teachers, uh, he always refers to it as the illuminated darkness Mm. because it's dark, it's the void, but in that void, everything is possible. So then we flex our masculine energy or our masculine representation by choosing, I'm going to express this. So we take something out of the void and go do it, go manifest it, go, go act in a certain direction. And that's the purpose of that linear approach. Like that's the linear mechanic is like going to do a thing, going from point A to point B. But we only know that we want to go from point A to point B because we've spent time in the possibility and the questioning and the asking phase of, hmm, what do I want? How do I want to feel? And then we go do whatever we have to do to achieve that or acquire that. Right. And that takes being in touch with your femininity as well as your masculinity. Hands down. It takes, it absolutely, it requires us to be in touch with our, or comfortable in our femininity and also uh, feeling deserving of our masculinity Yes, because we can dream all we want and want what we want, all we want. But if we don't feel worthy of the hustle to go get it and deserving of the acquiring of it, we're, we're not, it's gonna, we're gonna stop short of the goal line. You know what I mean? Um, and that's why I say to you, I don't, I know nothing. Like I don't know shit. And then I am the shit. Like the masculine is what says, no, I'm the shit. I got this. I got this. Yeah. You know, I've been doing this. I've been, you know, like I've hustled. That's a masculine ownership. It's a masculine space. Um, and simultaneously it shares a space with the feminine, which is like, and I don't know, there's so much more I don't know. Right. So being comfortable in both spaces simultaneously is that's, that's the tea. That's the sweet spot right there. That is a sweet spot. And how does, I feel like you're really good at teaching masculine and feminine energy mm-hmm. and how that works like in relationship, <laughs> like, <laughs> like relationship. <laughs> Like of humans you're talking yes, about? Yes, yes. Oh, Human, girl. Yeah. Specifically yeah. romantic. Yo, it's, this is my favorite topic of conversation. Oh, let's go there. <laughs> then, sis. How, I mean, you've had a lot of experiences with, you know, I mean. What you trying to say? I'm trying to say you, lo- you love everything. I do love you everything. Know? So you're I just, do love everything. you're open to those experiences yeah. where yeah. as like. And you're so aware of like what's occurring within those exchanges. Like that's where that poetry comes from is like from your experiences. And I think I had sent you your incarnation cross. Yeah, yeah. And because you were like, what the fuck? Is there a human design reason for this? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like what? I mean, if you want to share a little bit, like what was kind of going through your mind at that time? And how did did you learn about your incarnation cross like make more sense? Mm -hmm. Like what did that bring you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, hmm. Oftentimes, what my experience consists of is um, watching my is watching myself, knowing, as you said, knowing what's happening, um, 
meaning the energetics of what's going on between me and said person, you know, me as a woman and, you know, a man as a man, knowing uh, about the energetics of the interplay of masculine and feminine energy. So I'm watching what's happening um, for a variety of reasons, but ultimately all of them leading to being very self-aware, knowing myself and knowing the different threads of my own wounding and and different sort of um, parts of myself. So I'm like, you know, uh, observing that and being available for that awareness and sort of internal conversation. So much introspection. Dude, it's like nonstop. I can't even sometimes. I can't even with myself can't sometimes. With myself. <laughs> I can't with myself. The amount of times that I say that to myself in the in a day yes. these days is just like... Because and it becomes kind of comical after yes. a while. So it's this, again, another beautiful duality of it's so... Inner work is so heavy and so intense and and as I said before, like not for the faint of heart. And also, it's fucking ridiculous and it's a shit show. And it's like, I just, you you have to be able to honor all of it, you know, to honor the pain and also honor the absolute humor. So all these things are happening internally for me. And um, I think I, I came to you with that question because what I was experiencing uh, was not unlike the studio and not unlike other things that I, I've experienced and talked about with clients is that when you know something is not quote unquote forever in the human terms, like when you know a relationship is not destined, like this isn't, that was not my man. Let's mm-hmm. just get right to it. Mm-hmm. I was in a relationship with someone who's not my man. <laughs> and I'm like, Thanks I know, that. like we met. And I'm like, okay, I am, you know, the clairvoyant woman that I am, the oracle that I am. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I see what we're doing here. Sounds great. Okay, good. <laughs> um, and there is a human experience around that, you know, and, and we are definitely taught in, in, in this culture, like, find your soulmate, find your soulmate. Like, there's one thing that completes you and that's it and you're all done. Like, like you know, we definitely want to grasp. We want to fucking hold on to shit. And I get that. I have that experience also. There are certain things I want to hold on to. Um, But I meet this person and I'm like, you're the shit. I can't not be around you because again, from an energetic perspective, I'm just like, man, we are so drawn to each other. So obviously there's work to do because that's one thing that I've learned over the years is that, um, you know, you got to go where the energy takes you and, you know, if it's not done, you know, if there's still more work to do, you're going to keep being drawn in. It's not unlike, um, what is the teaching? Is it Lacey Phillips where she talks about running into the fire, right? So we can't force things to, we can't force ourselves to be somewhere that we're not. We also can't force ourselves to get out if we're not done yet. Right. And we have to be okay with that. So that, that experience of holding space for the fact that, that eventually I'm going to be done, but right now I'm not there yet can be fucking infuriating. And that was the experience in that moment that I was having where I'm like, oh my God, like, what is the deal? And and so many times from a very human, very linear brain perspective, we're like, I've done all the things. Mm-hmm. I've like learned all the lessons. I've checked all the boxes. I've like, what, and it's, there's this like, what else do you want from me? You know, expression that I was having. And that's the beautiful, wise, feminine void of, I don't know. There's something. There's something. You just keep hanging out and waiting and you'll, you'll know. And, um, I'm grateful to know or have had enough experiences to know that when the tides turn, they'll turn and I'll know it, Mm -hmm. you know, because, because it just is like that. And, and again, we've all had those experiences where for whatever reason we're done with something, whether it's a relationship or a job or when we're just, we can't like turn it back on. We're done. 
And that's a really important place to be and to allow yourself to be there and to allow things to be complete when they're complete. Um, so I, I think I reached out to you because I was just in that moment super frustrated about like, fuck, I thought this was done. Is it not done yet? Why do I keep like, you know, why do I keep, you know, saying yes or why, you know, whatever. And, and in that way, a lot of what I, the thing that was undone, you know, now that I, this is, you know, <laughs> the, 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 couple, couple weeks later yeah. is that um, I needed more practice with my boundaries. Ah. Uh, I needed more, um, I needed more of that masculine belief that I am worthy to say that's bullshit and I'm a no to that. But I was afraid to say that because I, I'm really afraid of upsetting people. Mm. I'm really, I get really uncomfortable if I feel like I'm going to make somebody uh, angry with me. I have a hard time when things feel undone. Yeah. And um, what I will say is kind of two part to that. And thank you for letting me ramble so much I about love it. this. Keep going. What I will say is two part, which is, Things are undone, and the point is to have a fully clean exchange. Like, they are undone until they are not, like, until it's clean. So um, I say that because I wasn't necessarily, and not that there's a right or wrong, but there's a reason why I have a hard time when things are undone. Or when people are upset, because the reality is, and this is where we jump up to like a ninth dimension thing, there is no upset. Upset only exists in the human experience. So I have this like internal negotiation process of like, well, in the ninth dimension, there is no upset. So there's this part of me that's like, wait, we know how to operate in this place of love only. Mm -hmm. And we're down here in this third dimension where like sometimes people are pissed and they don't want to talk about shit. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying, I was trying to negotiate and I'm constantly trying to negotiate. How do I, you know, embody multiple spaces at once? Um, you know, so that's a little bit of a nod to, you know, where we're headed when you talk about, you know, 2027, when you talk about background energy, ultimately there's this, there's energetic evolutionary process that's happening where being upset and being attached and like wanting to have a soulmate that's only yours and, you know, you only love them in a very special way. That's all stuff that doesn't exist in these other dimensions, but it exists here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's not a right or wrong to it. It's just these are the components of this dimension and those are the components of that dimension. So trying to, or at least opening yourself up to the possibility that multiple things and seemingly opposite things can be true at the same time. It's a big lesson for us to learn as humans. Yeah, and I think as a collective, you know, we're moving from codependency being the norm Mm -hmm. to this more this notion of interdependence 100% where we love that we love each other Mm -hmm. we are we care about each other Mm -hmm. but at the same time we're kind of doing what's best for ourselves and I think that's where the notion of like boundary and that's why Mm -hmm. we've been talking so much about boundaries in these circles yeah um as of late and people are realizing wait I can have preferences yes yes (laughs) yeah you and and the thing that's resonated the most with me for boundaries because I don't like teaching boundaries is like it's a wall that you put up Mm -hmm. I like it is like you don't really have you know a set of standards or rules Mm -hmm. kind of like how you're like well why am I a yes to this you know and if you're like well I have a boundary that I don't hang out with people that treat me that way Mm -hmm. why am I a yes to this person Mm -hmm. then you might not get the learning and the lesson that is there for you the experience of it all Mm -hmm. because for some reason you're a yes and then you feel like you're bulldozing your own boundary when it's like no boundaries are decided in the moment yeah it's just like ooh, this doesn't feel good yeah what what is this trying to communicate to me because it doesn't feel good in my body yeah yeah 
And what has been your experience? Like, how do you like to explain boundaries? What's your experience with it? I've been using the word containment a lot lately. Mm, I love that. <laughs> uh, because I love talking about containers. Um, containers to me speak to whatever the agreement or the exchange is between me and a person. Mm. So um, I'm with you. I, I it's it's a it's a difficult thing to try and articulate, but I'm I'm with you in the space of. Um, you know, boundaries are not an, uh, not a fixed thing. Yeah. Um, each moment is, uh, available for any possibility. So I could be a yes to you about something today and then tomorrow for whatever variety of reasons, I'm a no, but we definitely do have that, that inner argument of like, oh, well, I, you know, I said yes to this yesterday or what's my problem now? Or I've already made this rule that I'm not going to be on social media after this period of time. Well, again, everything is fluid. Mm-hmm. Nothing in the world is, you know, fixed. So last night or maybe the last three days, you needed to not be on social media after this point because you were using it as a distraction. Well, guess what? The energetics of you today, it's not about distraction. It's actually about reprieve and rest. So you have to allow yourself to have that. That's why we can't just make these arbitrary, like broad stroke statements. Yeah. It, it, it all becomes an opportunity to continue to anchor into your, your own sense of self your own comfortability with your truth, the comfortability of truth constantly changing, you know, like all of this stuff. And, um, you know, it, uh, we end up perpetrating against ourselves repeatedly in our quest to like free ourselves right? at the same time. Yeah. And it's, it's, it can be challenging when we are like, identifying too much with a boundary maybe yeah. like, Oh, for this sure. This isn't something that I do, mm-hmm. but like, but it's, you know, allowing people to be new and different in every moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because you know, we are new and different right. in every moment. Even when you think you know somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what comes up in relationship a lot. Yeah. You know, I've been with with Thomas for a long time. And we are definitely, we're not the same people as we were yesterday, let yeah. alone 10 yeah. years ago when I first met him. Yeah. 12, I don't know, 20. <laughs> so it's so long now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that's... That's something that I really have been playing with lately is like inviting myself to allow him to be different, mm-hmm. to surprise me mm-hmm. and just being like, wow, I really don't know you. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know you today. Mm-hmm. Who are you today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not casting judgment and being like, that is not the person that I thought I knew. Yeah. Yeah. Because that just holds him into a container that yeah. he didn't put himself in. It also requires um, that person to only be a human. So we've talked a lot so far about like our own personal experiences of, you know, kind of moving through different spaces, but we have to afford that to other people as well. So if he is just a bundle of energy and you are just a bundle of energy, then the exchange is going to be quite variable from moment to moment, day to day, week to week. Um, And when it comes to relationships and this interdependence that you were mentioning. Um, We love each other for what the exchange is. And that's it for me. That is my truth for me. And that's part of what I continue to sort of um, seed into any teaching or any, any work is that like when I say I love love or when I say I'm in love with everything, I, I mean that. 
I love you, Teresa, for a very particular like set of reasons. And I come to you because energetics that we share are just what you and I share. So I don't like, we don't talk every day. We don't do like, we go through these ebbs and flows of how um, in communication we are, but we share a particular space. So each time either my energy or your energy calls for that shared space, we come to each other. And that that's a relationship. That's being in relationship yeah. with us as humans. But the step down, the underneath is that that's us being in relationship with the energetics. Yeah. So, and I, and I am in love with that. I love that. And then once our container is complete, like once this podcast is done, okay, then we're moving on to the next thing, both of us respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's no love lost. We don't need to drag anything with us. It's just like, cool, we're complete with that exchange and now we're on to the next. And it's it's a it's a conversation that has come up and I've been asked a lot, you know, I'll tell because I tell people all the time, I love you. And they're like, well, yeah, but you love everyone. I'm like, right. Right. So, so then because their follow up question is, well, so what makes me special? Oh. And that's the thing. We're looking for something that proves we are special mm. and, and we're missing the boat on that. Um, the way that I love you is not the way that I, or excuse, excuse me, the way that our love comes together is not the way that the love that Nicole and I have come together mm-hmm. or the love that, you know, the, a man and I have together or like, you know, and even like dating multiple men or seem it's like whatever our exchange is, that's what our energetic exchange is. And I love it for what it is. Yeah. That's how I love you and love you and love you. It doesn't need to be anything that it's not. Because it's everything. Yeah. And that's what makes it so incredible. Mm. But I, you know. What is love? Girl. <laughs> what even is that question? I mean, I feel like mm. love, like that word, a lot of, I mean, I feel like I just really kind of started to have my own definition of it. Mm. And I feel like that's the thing is that we all have our own definition of it. Mm. Um, love for ourself versus love for others. Like it, it shifts, the frequency of it shifts. Um, but if that's what you are here to bring to the world, mm-hmm. like what, what is love? Man. So, um, I'm going to tell you first what's happening in my body when mm. you ask that question. And what happens in my body is that I get vibrant, uh, specific, centered, uh, like uh, condensed feelings of vibrancy. And like, I mean, like vibration are in my heart and in my sacral chakra, like in my hips. Um, so we talk about love and what is love and my, it's, it's from a visual thing. Um, it's like a flower opening up. It's like a blossom, like in those, um, time-lapse videos, it's just like, (laughs) that's what happens in my body. And, um, you know, the, the simple answer, and it's kind of, it feels kind of trite to say, but it really means and, and manifests in my physical form in that way. Love is everything. It's, it's the availability for everything. Um, love is, love is home to me. Love is home. Um, so I, you know, there's a lot of ways in which to be fair, trying to use words, to tell you what love is, is a losing battle because what you're going to feel in your body is what matters. Mm. 
I love that. I, I feel like that's really something that I've learned when it comes to embodiment is like a lot of us are not connected to our bodies <laughs> and and even when we try to like put words to frequencies it's like we can't right you know and so that's where you just describe the sensations mm-hmm. and then that's just what it is and that's that's that language of energy mm-hmm. that's that's part of what i'm here for yes. it's part of what we're all here for ultimately right is to understand that words fail us quite often quite often and um in fact it just feels better to sit and be with you mm-hmm. you know to just touch you to just share space yeah and you know i mean as a as an intuitive woman as a gifted creature like you don't have to say words for something to be like delivered like you know downloads um you know transmissions whatever were again words we want to use to describe the fact that you see things and know things and hear things and sense things Mm -hmm. that are quote unquote, not tangible. That's the language of energetics. That is the language of energetics. (laughs) And that's what we are here. I think to reconcile and to remember how to speak that language with each other. Um, That's, you know, that's why sometimes we're uh, yes to something that frustrates our brain. Mm -hmm. Because our brain says it's supposed to look like this. It's supposed to show up like this. You know, in the realm of, of relationships, you know, oh, he's so not my type. Well. Mm, he's your type right now. He's your type <laughs> right now. And for whatever reason, his energy feels good to you. Her energy feels good to you. Are you going to deny that sensation, that feeling of home mm-hmm. just because they don't, quote unquote, look right? Mm. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, you can. Please yeah. feel free to do so. Yeah. We'll talk about it later when you miss him or her because no one feels the way he or she felt. Mm. You know what it's, I mean? It's totally a feeling. It's, it really is. Feelings it's, are everything. That is our magic. They're everything. <laughs> that's our magic. That is our superpower. When you talk about we're not connected to our body, that's what that equates to because our body is only vibration and feeling. Mm-hmm. Our brain is just like this. It's just the processing center. So there's a lot of narrative, a lot of programming, a lot of just stuff in there that gets in the way. When in reality, your body is, um, your body has the juice. Your body will tell you a lot if you slow down and like honor it and listen to it. Yeah. And feel into like the subtleties, the subtle nuances. Dude. That's what that's what the feminine. That's all my about. jam. That's subtle jam. nuance. Yeah. The subtle nuance. Yeah. That's. Yep. I mean, that's when I'm teaching people how to connect to their intuition. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you do have to slow down because we can miss subtleties real easily. Yeah. When we're all in our head and when we're in our masculine and we're plowing forward, that's yeah. where we those subtleties just glaze mm-hmm. right over us. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what you said earlier is, is accurate. Like there's, there's a place for it. You know, there's, there's a place for that masculine expression for that forward movement for sure. Um, but that's part of why we're all so hungry all the time Mm. is because we're not cultivating and nourishing the feminine expression. We're not cultivating, excuse me, cultivating and nourishing the inner experience, the subtle experience. Yeah. Um, and there's so much available there. 
so much that's available in the subtle spaces. There's so much. And I mean, how often does that happen where maybe a client comes to you and you're like, so what's going on? Like, what are you working with? Or what do you need help with? And they're like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then like five <laughs> minutes, like you just ask the right question. Yeah. And then they're like in a puddle. A hundred percent. When they were like, oh, I don't have anything to work on. I'm and good. why and how or why are you able to ask the quote unquote right question? You can feel it. Right. It just pops into your head. Right. And why do you feel it? How do you feel it, T? For me, it's like I'm like when somebody walks into my office or when I hop onto a Zoom call with somebody, I'm immediately sensing their energy and where they are. Yeah. And I'm hearing things and I'm kind of, I feel into things a lot with my own emotions and my own body. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm feeling like a tightness in my heart. I feel like there's something they need to express. Exactly. You know, I am feeling what they are experiencing right now. We're just like holograms that are dancing in Mm -hmm. this other plane Mm -hmm. of existence as well as being in the physical. And Mm -hmm. that's how that's being mirrored to me in my body. Mm -hmm. Um, And how are you able to feel like, like the tightness in your chest? Like how, what brought you to that point? I had to drop into my body. Yeah. I had to slow down. I had to start paying attention to the subtleties and, mm-hmm. you know, close my eyes and mm-hmm. take a deep breath Yeah, and be in allowance mm-hmm. and allow myself to feel those things mm-hmm. because truthfully, because I've done the work to put the walls down. Yeah. Because a lot of times we do build up those walls because we don't feel safe to be in our body or to be in an energetic exchange mm-hmm. with another person. Mm-hmm because of whatever traumas we've experienced. It can feel overwhelming. And that that's that's kind of the thing to know is that, um, yep, like we've all got, we've got wounding, we've got traumas, we've got all those things. And it's it's kind of funny because we're all like on the hustle for like this this power. We want money, we want notoriety, we want we want to be seen. And what that equates to is we we want like full expression. We want to feel really what we're capable of Mm -hmm. and what comes with dropping into your body, attending to the subtle nuances. And as you said, so I love that you identified the being in energetic like resonance and like the vibration, like the shared energy of a person. It can feel overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It can feel as if you can't hold all of that or handle all of that. Um, But the reality is that you can. It just... um, it's, it's a musculature. You got to work it out. You got to strengthen it. Just it. like you got to flex it. And just like anything else, you got to, you got to work it out. And, and then you, you sort of can expand your capacity to hold and hold more and hold more. And in that way, then there is no boundary in that initial sense. Cause we're like expanding into each other's space. We're just blending. We're blending. We're absolutely in. blending. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, well, because we're kind of wrapping up here. I have one more big question for you. So hopefully you have a few minutes to explain it. Give it give it to me, girl. <laughs> what is God? What is source? <laughs> what? <laughs> the last five minutes? <laughs> Come on. What is God? What is source? I like um, this is just something that I kind of wrestle with. And mm-hmm. you're such a wordsmith. <laughs> mm-hmm. God, I mean, um, <laughs> it's... God is, um, is you. Um, God is the way that I feel when I look in your eyes. God is the emotion that makes my voice shake when I tune in to how much I love you. 
God is the smell of my daughter's hair. Um, God is my total fear and self-consciousness of showing up completely. Um, God is the most magnanimous, all-encompassing, loving experience of self. Um, I'm not afraid of God. And in that way, I am not afraid of myself. Um, God is the space. God is the manifestation. I mean, it's, you know, it's the alpha and the omega in the way of like, I am, you know, I'm, I'm everything and nothing at the same time. Um, which that, man, that makes my lower back just like, wow. <laughs> Um, yeah, God is the feeling in my hands. It's just, I mean, I, there's, I mean, what I, it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what God is, Teresa. You know, but you don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, um, my ability to be comfortable in that, um, is what makes me God. Yeah. Boom. I love you. I love you too. Thank you for having me on here. Thanks for coming. Appreciate what, it. What are your offerings right now? Tell tell the people. Tell the people what are my offerings. Ooh, okay, great question. So, um, I have doing a combination thing here. So I have moved all of my extended teachings onto a platform called Channels. Mm-hmm. A very um, appropriately <laughs> titled. It's an application. It's it's from the folks that uh, built Marco Polo, mm-hmm. which is an app Perfect. that yeah mm-hmm. I love that app and you know we use it all the time uh, for clients and like when we did medicine wheel work and whatnot. So channels is an app in the app store you can download and you can uh, subscribe to my channel at the link in uh, my bio on Instagram. You can go to my website and, and find it there as well. And, um, you know, so that's like one platform. I obviously, you know, see some some private uh, clientele. Um, one of my favorite things to do is this offering called Walk With Me, mm-hmm. uh, where I bring people into my home for two whole days. And I, I mean that, like they're in my home. Uh, you don't stay with me overnight, but from sunup to sundown, you are with me and um, you're walking with me. And so what that means is uh, we spend time just being in relationship with your everyday life Mm -hmm. because that's the thing about spirituality and and this whole self-actualization thing is that we don't necessarily need to go out looking for a curriculum. (laughs) Our existence is the curriculum. And so walk with me is an immersive experience where people come to my house. I mean, we're drinking coffee in the morning. We're checking in on my couch. We're in our jammies. We're talking about things and I incorporate table work and we do ceremony. And of course, you know, channeling and mediumship and guidance and all of those things. And, um, to move through, um, our, you know, sort of splintered relationship with home, you know, and with our inner children and, um, our sense of self and our relationship with God and all the things, whatever, whatever you bring in with you, I have time and space for. And so that's what walk with me is. That's a, just an immersive offering. Um, and then, um, 
I am touring around the country right now. <laughs> uh, it's called Follow the Artist Tour. Um, and it is a sort of guerrilla style speakeasy uh, experience where I'm bouncing around from place to place, having conversations like this, doing, you know, private individual ceremony like this. Um, and the concept of follow the artist revolves around the fact that I am the art, I am the artist, and I am the observer. And that when I can come into right relationship with that trinity, um, that's really how I remember my existence as, as God. It's how I uh, interact and heal relationships. It's, it's, um, it gives me permission to be the really creative um, kind of bougie, you know, um, snowflake of an artist that, um, we give, you know, those famous art, we give famous artists permission to be all these really particular things. Mm -hmm. And yet we don't give ourselves permission to be really particular things. And we most certainly are, you know, we all have an artistry. We are all artists. So that phrase of, I am the art, you know, I'm the thing that's being created. I'm also the artist. I'm the one creating the thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm also the observer. I'm the one watching and witnessing and being in relationship to all these expressions and evolutions and, and creative experiences. Um, allowing each other to um, be the artist that we all respectively are really puts us into that space that we know when you ask me, what are you here for? Mm-hmm. You get the answer to that question through following the artist. Wow. And I know how to get you there. I know how to do that. So. That's what I'm doing. Jumping around the country, teaching people how to be artists and be in right relationship with their artistry. I love it. Yeah. It's so cool. You have yeah. such unique offerings and I Thank love you. it's just been so cool to watch you like um go through your different phases and mm-hmm. really anchor yourself into that. Yeah. And figure out like what it is that you want to offer the world in this yeah. in this moment in time. Yeah. And it's always an ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. But I, I love what you're currently doing. So. Thank you. I appreciate that, babe. Thank you. Thanks for being here with me. Love you. Love you.